Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetX can take you there in utmost safety, comfort and style at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetX. Laurel Gardinier President of Relier Chateau looks after 580 hotels in 68 countries. The interesting thing about Relier is that each one of the properties is very different and the main core of the network is really food, which of course with its French origins they call cuisine. And the great Mauro Caolo Greco actually oversees their food overall. It's a fantastically stylish organization, and I want to find out more about it. Rode Chateau uh, is a collection of about uh, 580 properties we spread in 60 different countries, which I gathered uh, under the same banner by the fact that each of them is different and represents what is the best of their uh, culture, architecture, welcoming hospitality, each located and seen as a particular property. And that's the what's key. so surprising, actually, because they are all different. Even if we that's think, it, even, even, yes, even if we think of iconic luxury, each one of those is different. You were talking about Clifton. I was talking about Chewton Glen. They're all different, but they all have your for five C's: character, courtesy, calm, charm, and cuisine. I agree with you, and it goes from uh, Ryokan uh, in Japan to a uh, beautiful hacienda in the south of uh, South America to a beautiful castle uh, in uh, Ireland or a beautiful uh, property that you can find on the uh, Costa Almafitel in Italy. So each of each of, of them are there because there is a belief that the art of welcoming mainly depends and mostly depends on the cultural uh, aspect of it. So we want to have the best of it of each of them, but it's not standardized. You see, you are actually exactly right for the moment. As you know, I monitor the world and particularly from the luxury hospitality point of view. But it seems that whereas in years gone by, it was a benefit to be able to say, all our hotels have the same layout in the bedroom. You go in through the door and you turn to the right or the left and you've got your bathroom and then you go on and there's the bed and you've got a little desk. Forget all that. Today's travellers don't want that. They want something different and that's what you are offering. 
plus exactly plus the fact that we are quite small hotels the average size of the of the properties is about 30 35 rooms so we are just focused on the art of welcoming seen not as a service but seen as the utmost of hospitality and the other part of Rolle Chateau which is very important is the size the importance of the gastronomy yes. we are the first gastronomic organization in the world meaning that we have about 350 uh, stars 800 restaurants in terms of volume Everything is headed by Mauro Colagreco, who is a very uh, well-known... Oh, he certainly is. Uh, ...committed chef. So he's in charge of the cuisine and gastronomy at Rodeille Chateau, uh, at the board with us. So it's something that is very, very uh, important for us. So we have two legs. Hospitality on one side, gastronomy on the other. And both of them are linked by the fact, as I said, that we are unstandardized luxury I wouldn't say brand but luxury umbrella and you actually offer three products you offer restaurants that don't have bedrooms you have restaurants that do have bedrooms and you have hotels that have great restaurants is that right is that it's perfectly right and what about now the history side is obviously understandable. My goodness, you have a Sorbonne degree in history, so no wonder you are drawn to places like, um, let's say, uh, again, uh, Chuhn which has a great history. Um, how about new properties? How difficult is it for a new property to become a Roulet Chateau? Uh, we uh, receive about uh, 500 applications per year, okay? And we take uh, mostly about 20, 25 new properties per year, knowing the fact that we have about 20 or so that are leaving uh, our uh, organization because of uh, many, uh, many, many different reasons. So if you look at the applications, if among the one that we the ones that we receive, some some of them looks I would say aligned with the value, with the level, with, uh, no, that is to say with all expectations, then we decide to send an anonymous inspector. Okay? He will go to the hotel, to the property. If it's a hotel, he will I mean check about five hundred points. And if these uh, points and if these, uh, I mean, the checks fulfill our expectation, then he sends a report. And if the report, as I said, is okay, then we call the, the member and we say, if you want to go, let's, uh, let's move on. Then there is a network commission. The network commission uh, read the reports, discuss about that. Maybe they can meet uh, uh, with the with the owner if it's necessary. And then the uh, board of the Rolle Chateau, the board of Rolle Chateau, which is composed by early nearly thirty members, will vote for the property 
to enter into a Therefore, you're certainly maintaining those marvelous standards, and it's not surprising. I have friends who will only stay in Rolais Chateau hotels wherever they happen to be. But if and if somebody is building a brand new hotel, finishing it in 2024, is it possible to consider yes. a brand new it's hotel? It's pre-opening, and mm -hmm. so we are a different process. Not different, so it, we do exactly the same thing. So we inspect the hotel, even though it's not finished. Okay, so it has to be under construction, and then we uh, we can say to the member. You're going to be taken as a pre-opening, but we uh, reserve the fact that for six months after the pre-opening, we're going to inspect you regarding not only the architecture, but also the service. And if the service is good and the architecture is okay compared with the project, we keep you in the organization. Otherwise, you're going to leave it. This is very, very thorough. You have been on the board for some time before becoming the big boss in November last year. Laurent, how are you seeing luxury hotels change, evolve with the needs of new luxury, which we're seeing today? You know, um, I think that uh, small is beautiful. So luxury, except for uh, center, uh, city centers, where you have those palaces, which can provide a lot of services because uh, so they need more rooms to get it because it's so difficult to to provide beautiful services if you don't have a lot of rooms in the uh, in centers in city centers. But this is not the main focus on which we are located. Most of our property are outside city centers. So that's where for us, the luxury is not, not only, uh, I would say, the size of the bed, the size of the room, and if you are marbles or golden faucet in the, in the, in the bathroom. For, for me and for us, the luxury is when everything is aligned. The level of service is aligned with, with the architecture, with the local community, with the local food at the highest level. But luxury, for me, is not to be dressed in black tie in the south of Argentina. <laughs> and you are saying that you as a Frenchman and obviously um, the way that something looks is very, very important. But um, I'm fascinated to hear you say the, the interaction with the local community must be appropriate. And for us, it's a key part of it, uh, Mary. It's a key part of it. it. We can refuse a beautiful hotel, but wouldn't be, um, I would say, adapted to the local architecture or to the local, uh, I would say, feeling of the spot. So it doesn't mean that it has to be uh, linked with history. We can, we can, we have in our in our organization in a network, very uh, high-end design hotel. Mm. But this design is linked with the natural and environment. Okay, I would say you know, I would say 
Look at what, as, as, as an example, Frank Wright mm. has designed in the 30s in the, in the US. It's very modern, very modern. Even today, it's still mm. modern, but it fully, I would say, he understood all the environments where he was building those magnificent buildings. So it means houses. So it means that modernity has nothing to do with what I say. The only thing that is very important is it linked with the environment. You can have a beautiful modern building built with the stone of the environment. Whether it's modern, whether it's ancient, is not a big deal for us. It has to be linked. This is bringing out. This is bringing out your philosophical side, Laurent. Is bringing out your history or training in philosophy to make it work, to make the whole thing suitable. It does seem that everything that Brulier Chateau is doing at the moment is the best. Your travel book, Venture Further, is absolutely brilliant. I haven't seen anything like it before. It's more than a magazine. It's a most beautiful design concept and big congratulations. Mary, I am very happy um, with what you say because I fully agree with you. Um, this uh, this travel book was decided by my predecessor, Philippe, and um, I think that he has done a very, very good job. And of course, we will continue uh, this. There is a second edition that is on, on the on Oh, the good. I can't wait to and, see it. And you know, well, you know, there is a choice, Mary, that is quite difficult for, uh, for the president. And Philippe has endorsed this. Is that for the first time it's not seen as a guide, no. which was the core of the of the uh, of Rene Chateau, the communication with the members and of course with us customers. And in this travel booth, you don't have hundred percent of our members; it's only one third. So everybody accepts not to be represented in the at the same time in the same book. Oh, course, so, so the, what we say to yeah. them is within within three years we we the three the all the network will be in, included, but only in three years. So it's a different philosophy, a different way of uh, traveling, seeing what we are doing. It's exactly exactly that. Knowing the fact that with the digital now you can have the guide, the equivalent of the guide. You can have it with your phone or with your uh, tablet. So that's why we said, okay, there is a digital part, we don't need it. And then there is the book um, that has to be a, an invitation to travel. You're giving, you're giving people a choice. Laurent, I could talk forever. What is your goal during your presidency of Relais Chateau? I have two goals. Uh, the first one is to... Uh, really uh, move, uh, try to help to uh, have our members and property being at the forefront of the sustainability in the way where they can, how they can, and when they can. Because we are working in 60 different countries. So Mm -hmm. sustainability for me, you know, we are not the owners of those properties. So what we can do is to help our members 
to make the good choices and also to have them committed. Most of them are already uh, doing the sustainability revolution. But if we can endorse it worldwide with all our members, this will be, I think, uh, and very modestly, uh, something that I would be very proud of. And, and what's your second goal, Laurel? And the second goal is to uh, put the all members at the same level uh, with a range that will be quite wide regarding the level of the property, but maybe much more, if, if it's possible, homogeneous than what they are today. Thank you, Laurel, for sharing the vision of Relais Chateau. And I think we all look forward to seeing where you're going to be taking the company in the next few years. Thanks for your time. Next episode, I'm going to South Africa to talk to Graham Wood, who runs Sun International. Hear him, hear me. Next episode, see you then. Bye. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.